I hate you, Billy. You're a piece of shit. I hate you, Billy. I hope you trip on shit. Everything rhymes with one word and it's shit. I hate you, Billy. I hope you die in a fire that you accidentally caused by your dryer, leaving all your paraphernalia in your pants pockets. (laughs) Don't know if that is what you do with your paraphernalia. Maybe you have a case for your water bongs or whatever you use to... Smoke all of your doobies. I hate you, Billy. I hate this podcast, too. I hate all of you that are listening. I hope that you all have a crummy afternoon. I hate you, Billy. I hate your fucking face. I hope I hit. To hit you with a medieval mace That's the ball that's Covered in spikes on a chain That you swing It'll cave in Your skull which is Paper thin because God did not want you to live Past ten but somehow you Did it <laughs> Oh god it's Play the fucking theme song It's good to Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony, a balcony. Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony, a balcony. Oh, two boys in a balcony. It really is amazing that I live past 10. Think about it. (laughs) Oh, we had fun. 50 years old, Sean. I I blew past that number that they said I couldn't make. (laughs) You have defied God five times over. Oh, at least. Oh, we're here. It's two boys on a balcony. Let's end it, dude. We're not going to top that. That was good. Why oh, did you I did. Start singing so well. You've been oh, I got a beautiful this. voice. You know that. I knew it, but I never believed it. No, no, no. We that's on that's in the past. A little special and a Valentine's Day gift for oh, you guys, it's the end, dude. This no is opening. What a way you, to add. What a way to go out. What a. <laughs> what do we got to be? Let's let's tap dance uh, very uh, delicately about going well, out mean, on Deer Hunter. Poor man, poor, poor, yeah, poor, poor, poor it's, man. It's amazing when you th- when you think of uh, some of the physicality in this movie that he was going through lung cancer. Yeah, he like didn't just the uh, dancing, dude. The, the, the dancing at the wedding—it's insane. He didn't. Uh, fella. He didn't live to see the film. No, nah, right. He passed, I believe, uh, while they were in, probably in post-production. They filmed all of his scenes up top. Meryl Streep only took this part because she wanted to stay with him during filming. So they had to give her a role. Yes, there were a couple for uh, a few years before he passed. Yep. Uh, John Cazale, uh, the reason for the season. We love the guy. One of the great uh, New England actors. Um, We've gone through his discography in this month. 
did, yeah, we did go through his discography. It turns out there was nothing in it. He has a yes. filmography. We went no, through that it too. Just the albums oh, that he loved to listen to. He oh, was big into the Doobie Brothers. He loved them. <laughs> he loved. Oh, oh, Brown. I can Brown. Is that Brown Water? Simon and Garfunkel. Mississippi Queen gonna keep on drinking. No black water. Black water. That's what it is. Black water. Of course, my favorite. Uh, mercenary. Military. Yeah. Mercenary company. <laughs> yep. Uh, I love have them. One. Uh, why not them? I. You know, dude. When it comes to uh, Hall of Fame of uh, personal security, it goes the Hell's Angels and Blackwater. That's no, it. No, dude. Pinkerton. Pinkerton security up top, dude. Been, oh, the Pinkertons. Been terrorizing folks forever. Yeah. I just found out they're still a company. Oh, are they? Yeah, they do uh, some type of uh, data mining, and then oh, murdering you... people. They're bad. <laughs> oh, geez, thanks. They're not good people. The Pinkerton, Pinkerton Detective Agency, the union busters and whatnot. You know. Oh, yeah, you know, we're very pro-union All on of this. our Deadwood fans know about the Pinkertons. We love we love the unions. We, we love stand union labor. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, he's a member of a union. That's a Screen Actors Guild. Screen Actors Guild. Maybe in these, maybe in others. Maybe he's in the DGA. I don't know writers, if he's ever directed anything. Writers probably have one. They, I mean, they certainly do. I don't know if the Timothy Oliphant is in it. Apparently, do too, because uh, at the end of Bob and Star, there's a PGA tag. I saw that as well. Is that uh, Producers Guild of America? It must be. Kristen Wiig, uh, you and I, we are now about uh, we're at least twelve hours removed from. Uh, Viewing uh, Barb and Star go yeah, to I'm Vista Del Mar. Four because I finished it this morning. I don't know how you went I to sleep without it finishing late. it. I was, dude. I didn't start it till like almost eleven, probably. I was at. Uh, we were eating dinner last night, and I said to my wife, "I go, hey, there's a there's a new film out that I really want to rent because all these comics are being paid to tell me it's good." <laughs> well, here's the I deal. I kept asking you that. I kept saying, "Why are people?" Why is everybody talking about this? You think that there's something sinister in the marketing because because people are being very effusive with their praise. I don't necessarily think it's something sinister, but I don't think it's organic, naturally. Like I don't think it's just something that happened. I think it's producers. You think that they're being reaching reaching out to their friends in the maybe giving them a link. Yeah, I would I would have appreciated a fucking link. Yeah, well, I've seen a few people say, "Oh, I was asked to." preview it damn i wanted to fucking preview it and that's i sent you a picture of that i screenshotted that and i'm like dude what is going on and then i can't like, be bought oh, 10 though. minutes into it dude it's very funny shut your mouth i hate you i got a song i wrote all about it it was it was very Pink it was i skull i think i think barb and star of the of the let's see i've seen three movies released in 2021 uh because uh, uh name them. Name them all. i saw i saw the little things on HBO Max. Oh, is that uh, bad? It, it did not look great. Bad, bad, bad. That stunk ass. I saw uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Ooh, I watched that, that the other day. Good. Great, Keith good, Stanfield, right? Good flick. Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Jesse Plemons, and uh, Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out. Oh, it looks fucking. Good. Dude, three great young actors. Lakeith Stanfield is so good in everything. Uh, yeah, it's great. Loved uh, it. That movie about an assassination that happened. And then uh, 
Bob and Star and Bob and Star is fucking hilarious. It's so funny. I loved it. It has good Austin Powers vibes, yeah, stepbrothers energy. Got, definitely got Austin Powers vibes. Uh I thought it was I thought it was wonderful. I laughed out loud a lot. I I had some out loud laughs. I went like this a couple times, Sean. I went, <laughs> what? <laughs> what oh. is this? Oh what is star. This that they just said? Oh, Barb. What is happening? Uh <clears throat> I you dude I I I'm so I'm fucking fear I'm sick of this twenty dollar rental shit. It's insane. If you're paying twenty dollars to rent it, you should be able you should buy it. You should just buy that. it. it should be I would have bought it. It should I should have it I should have uh the chance to watch it again after my yeah. forty eight hour window is up. There's a couple of movies right now that I'm waiting for them to go down. I'll rent a movie for six dollars. Yeah. Hey, promising young woman, I'm looking at you. Carrie Mulligan, I love you. Bo Burnham, big fan. I think I saw the trailer for that. Looks great. Looks great. It's getting great reviews. I'm not paying $20. Yeah. I'll wait till that shit drops to six. But it, we're probably in this fucking period where it's going to be like, ah, oh, you can buy it now for $20. And it's like, I don't want to buy it. I just want to rent it for yeah, six I don't, you know. flipping bucks. But I mean, if they're going to force you to pay 20 bucks to rent it, it should just be a, you should fucking. That's I either damn own investment. it or I get one uh, percent stock in the in the production company. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand how stocks work, so that might. Yeah, I don't. I I feel like owning it's probably the better investment. All right. Um. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, you know, we don't really do that anymore. We don't. We're not. Uh, we're not we're talking not about to. the You new... flipped out at me one time. You said don't. You said we're gonna be more fun. So shut your face and don't. Well, talk I was. Much. I I was just that was a week that I you know I. Taking the bus down to D.C., invaded the Capitol. You were very tired and sore. I was tired. Dude, I yeah. kept getting hit by fucking batons and shit. That's crazy because, you know, you had... Yeah, because I was on the side with the batons. That's yeah, how I, unpopular I was. To protect and serve, but you don't know who is serving or protecting, and then you get dizzy from the mace. I kept running into the halls of Congress going, where's the Constitution? Where's the Constitution? And then they... There's a map on the back of that piece of paper that I need to get. Yeah, that's yeah, and that uh, FBI. I know you're listening. I would I would really appreciate if you would stop uh, dragging my name through the mud. I'm a treasure hunter, not an insurrectionist. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I just watched uh, Dora the Explorer with my niece the other day, and she said, "I am a I am a explorer, not a treasure hunter." But you're oh. going the other way. You're saying not oh. only. Yeah, I'm in it for the material goods. I'm not goods. here for the treasure. I'll take the treasure, obviously, if I find it. But I'm just yeah. here to uh, mount insurrection upon the government. Yeah, I can't get my kids to watch that Dora movie. They, didn't, they had no it's interest. It's pretty good. I like Michael Pena. Yeah, he's great. Love and, him. Uh, uh, the Desperate kid, Housewives. The What's her name? Yeah, uh, Eva Longoria. <clears throat> oh, the kid is from uh, a Balcony Favorite Instant Family. Oh, hot damn. Yeah, she's yeah. really good, dude. It's yeah. uh it's pretty funny and like the swiper, they got like an animated fox. I love foxes. Uh, oh, you know oh Buster saying hi. So that was nice <laughs> for everybody. Yeah, that hopefully was, uh, our dollars for microphones moment. picked that up. <laughs> uh yeah, dude, it's been uh it's been a week since we did this. And, and we are... it's been less than a week. Because we're on a schedule where we say we'll do it now. Oh, that's right. Well, we're on we're on Fed vacation time, baby. You know we're on fucking it's crazy. I don't even know what day it is anymore. We're on island that's... time. You know, 
That's we flew out this morning to Cancun. We're down here. You know, if you if you don't have electricity in your adopted home state where you're, where a are Santa, you gonna go? Why what are you gonna you do? Just leave and go to a warm country. Absolutely, absolutely. Inclusive alcohol. Just for the record, it. I canceled the trip to Cancun at the start of the pandemic, and I still haven't gone. But and I was not in charge of a, of trying to pretend I ran a state. We're playing a fun game called Guess Which Day Last Week. We recorded this yeah, as you listen to it. We're a fun but... game called fucking Ted Cruz. What a piece of shit that fella is again. What a bad dude. Down in he's Cancun. Just, like literally, dude. He's trying to, this guy has become, like he's trying to be Trump on Twitter now. Oh, yeah, he stinks. Like the bad guy on Twitter, like to impress all these people who just know him as Lion Ted. Like, yeah. It's I... like, dude, they hate you. It, it's It's really bizarre that he pulled out of that shit. He was in, like, he really got just got spanked on the national level. Oh, yeah. The the president well, of the United Ted, States. And then he just started, like, fucking dude. He was like, like, dude, your, your dad killed ugly. JFK and your wife is ugly. And he yeah. was like, okay. Well, let me all right. carry all the water for you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> he pushed insane. up his sleeves and he's like, well, now, hey, get over here, Mr. Trump. Let's enact some of these policies. Yeah. Jesus, dude. But now, like, he's just the guy on Twitter that's, like, fighting with Seth Rogen. What are you fucking doing, dude? Yeah, and Seth Rogen's responses are all just suck my dick, suck my dick, yeah. suck. It's just and, like, oh. And the fucking ratio and the fuck out of Ted Cruz's response. Yeah, dude, I, this ratio shit, I don't understand when people yeah, say this stuff. Yeah, it's like if you if it gets retweeted more than liked or yeah, commented again, on. Yeah, gives or, a shit. If, if, if a boy likes a girl. Oh, they I'm go listening. Behind the bowling alley when it's dusk, they get busy, and then they sneak back and smoke. That's cigarettes. getting ratioed. They sm- What's that? No, I'm just explaining how babies are made to you. Oh, 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 oh. You oh. did ask me that before, right? Where you're like, "Hey, how are babies made again?" I'm gonna yeah. have to tell my kids in a couple years. So yeah, yeah. I'd, yeah. Like I'd also, you know, I just I'd like to get a little uh, refresher on that as well. I, uh, hey, I, dude, I lost my wedding ring this week. Very exciting uh, news. On purpose? Yeah, I just threw it. Fuck this shit. Really? Just chucked it out the window. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I take it off when I uh, <laughs> when I wash dishes or I uh, if I'm going to be, like, uh, mixing some ground beef and some spicers yeah, or something. Yeah, I, get I don't want to keep it all gross. And I put it on the counter, and then I must have put it back on, and I... Uh, washed my hands were all slippery, and it's cold, so my fingers were restricted, and... Fucking gone, dude. I have no idea where it is. You, oh, you haven't found it? No, I took the trash out, and then I went to the store and got some milk. And then I've retraced my steps. Cannot find that shit. Really? So now I have this I have this rubber-ass fucking... looks like the gasket you put on a, when you try to <laughs> fix a hose. Just to keep the ladies off when you go just, to the Just, dude, store. it's just like, hey, <laughs> whoa, still. You're not going out without this, Sean. Uh, you don't know, know what it is, is that I, uh, I, I fucking play with my ring all day. Like as a nurse habit, I just like flip it around and yeah, I get that. Can't do I, that uh, shit. So I haven't, uh, I can't take my ring off because fucking <laughs> 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 10 witch's years curse. ago, I lost a lot of weight and it used to like fly off and I got it resized and then I gained all the weight back. Yeah, so no, it's, it's just... like it's stuck below the knuckle. Is that why your finger is just gray? 
No, that's from uh, decomposition due to mesothelioma. Oh, separate, yeah. separate decomposition yeah, that's a issue. Thing. That's just a health issue. It's. Called... I thought you were choking off ex- yeah. uh, the. Uh... <laughs> a couple of months issues. ago, that was just a uh, pre-existing condition, but now it's yeah. a comorbidity. And yeah, it, dude, it's you, actually you... going to let me get the vaccine. <laughs> you get one more of those comorbidities, you're going to be oh, boosted up in the thing. I got a few. I read uh, fun today, dude. Massachusetts, we rank uh, third to last in vaccine distribution. That's pretty tight. Yeah, we're Nicole, behind Alabama and Mississippi. We're doing great. Nicole has been uh, stalking it today. I guess it went. We became eligible for it at midnight. Why are you like, eligible? Because I have two comorbidities. And so what is that? Nicole. What? It, what's? <laughs> hey, with uh, I don't. I, your wife's com- Your wife's comorbidities are her business. But what about? What are we talking over here? What do you got? Baldness. I don't have to tell you. <laughs> Baldness. Baldness, shitty mustache. Get your vaccine. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Listen, the song was funny up front. I'm not going to say it wasn't. Stop. Sorry. I have health issues. I have, uh, I'm have. i an asthmatic. I have heart problems. Oh, yeah? It's two core mobilities, bro. Dude, yeah, I've been tr- sure. I've been trying to get some heart. It will stop me from getting insurance in any state in the union, but I can get a vaccine. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Of that you still won't be able to uh, go anywhere, but you'll get that vaccine. Yeah, but whatever. Uh yeah, dude. I keep trying to get these heart issues. Cardiologist keeps going. No, nah, dude. It. You'll get it. It's <laughs> gonna catch up with you sooner than later. I think. Dear God, it's me, Margaret. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Here's the thing: is you keep trying to get it, but once you get it, you get it, dude. It's yeah, dog. Quick. Um. Yeah, my wife is uh, bringing her grandmother next week. For her grandmother gets the second shot, and then my oh, wife so will get her first. Get to, she gets to get it because she's bringing her, right? She's bringing an old person to get the what vaccine. What a weird world we live in, dude. Uh-huh. Just a fucking... Really stupid. ...sack of shit. Fucking. I don't know how they fucked it up so hard. Dude, it's insane. The whole the whole country is just fucked up. We Massachusetts, I, I but I kept saying all throughout this the last year, I kept saying, you know what? Thank God we live in Massachusetts, where we got a Republican governor, but he's sensible, you know? <laughs> He's doing the right thing. He's restricting things. He's, you know, cutting access. He's closing things down. And he's going to take some heat. But you know what? We're going to be better for it. And then the fucking vaccine comes out. And they're just like fucking every day. They just drop a million of them down the stairs like whoops. Yeah, oh, boy. But they're doing that everywhere, dude. It's insane. I read a, I read a thing in the New York Times. There was a doctor. He, uh, he had like 12 vaccines left. And they were going to expire at the end of the day. He had to throw them away. Got arrested or fired? Yeah, he got it fired. Yeah, and then he got charged for the vaccines. It's insane. He's like, I don't know. I just put it on Facebook. Like, if you want a vaccine, I got like six of them. Come get them. Yeah. Silliness. You know, you, how about the? You see in uh, Portland, Oregon, the the cops protecting the dumpster full of spoiled food from the the supermarket. Oh, like that I get. You know what I mean? Because uh, you know you can't be feeding the hungry with food that's going to go bad. I mean. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you should, right? I do thought it. you got confused for a second, but uh, once it goes in the trash, I feel like you should be allowed to steal it. It's like, dude, fucking. Ah, oh, man, we're so fucked. We're so fucked. Tim McIntyre's got a had a great joke about. Uh, there was a guy on death row, and he was that uh, is funny. It was fucking hilarious, <laughs> and uh, he killed himself. On the day of his, like the right before his execution, he hung himself in the cell, and they were like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, 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 no." They they brought him back to life. They bring him to the hospital. They saved the guy's life. They bring him back to life, and then they killed him anyway. <laughs> That's just like what? 
Is this a joke or is this something that really happened? What are we doing? Are you I believe doing it was a, no it was a joke. service to Tim McIntyre's bit? Look, have I ever done service to anybody's bits on this fucking podcast? Usually you can not. hear it on his first album, whatever that's called. I don't know what it's called, but look him up, the Reverend Tim McIntyre. We love him. We miss him. We, we stand a legend. We stand a legend. A man who once came out, he's hosting the Boston Music Awards. He came out uh, with a Sharon impersonator, and he was Sonny Bono. Uh, months after Sonny Bono died, so he came out in a casket. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's a good bit. Yeah, they didn't like it, though. I don't know uh, why. That was Sonny Bono from Boston? He was not a local fella. No, but it was just a, it was just a silly goof. Yeah, you're cracking on a fella from a different state. That's what we do in the union. You know, it's just, I I got you, babe. And then, you know, nothing. No, you don't. <laughs> We're here, ladies and gentlemen. We're not here oh, to talk just about... just wrote all over your face. Well, I look so stupid. Good. We're not here to talk about core morbidities and vaccines. You want to do that? You listen to our our political podcast, Pod Save America. Um, Pod Saved, Saved America. Saved. Past yeah, no, tense. past tense. It's a different shows. Pod Save America sucks ass. Pod Saved America <laughs> is us, and it rules. Parody law. Um, just get that out there. Just get that out there. Just blanket statement. Everything we're about to say is parody. <laughs> We're not film journalists. We did not hey, go to film school. We are film journalists, and we went to film school. Oh, yeah, that's right. Prove us wrong. Whatever. I took a film class. I took a film class in college. Did you? Did you just do it to watch movies? Dude, you know what? <laughs> I went to when I went to my orientation for college. The guy who like you have like meetings set up, and you meet with somebody who's near the major that you've declared. This is so at I went Amherst. You went. Yeah, I went to UMass Amherst. Amherst. So I I was in theater. So instead of sending me to talk to somebody in the theater department, they took yeah. all of like the nerdy art kids, like people who were doing film and and theater and dance and shit, and sent them to this this little fucking troll of a guy who taught film, and he made us all sign up for his film class. It was it one of the, Danny DeVito, was it? No, he looked he looked a little bit like Danny DeVito. You did say little troll of a guy, so I just yeah. assumed. Uh, it was uh, what was it called? Uh, narrative avant-garde film. And he would go in and he would give a two-hour lecture. What's avant-garde? Is that just independent? Is that a fancy <clears> way to say independent? It was like, and uh, it was like art films, like from like back to the, you know, we watched silent films and shit like that. Right. But it, it it had to be like experimental or something. And in, in, uh, he taught two. One was like abstract avant-garde film and I took narrative. So they all had plots. And then he would yeah, you gotta he have would, a plot, I think, he would give a, a lecture that ruined every single part of the movie. He told every detail he would go through, and then you would have to sit for two hours and watch the movie. It was like a four-hour oh, class. Oh, he would he would give the lecture before you before even before you the watch film? the movie. Yeah, because he wanted you to like he wanted to highlight things <laughs> yeah. for you to notice and shit. So, which seems like you should watch the movie, then do the lecture, then watch the movie again. Right. So legend has it that uh, in the other uh, class that the guy course, I took narrative and we watched like we watched The Passion of Joan of Arc, which is this beautiful silent film. And we watched uh, Persona by Igmar Bergman. We watched all kinds of weird shit. On the other one that's more abstract, he shows a movie called, uh, I think it's called Debaser. I think it's called Debaser. 
And when he was giving the lecture, a gentleman by the name of Black Francis or Frank Black or whatever the fuck the guy's name is from the Pixies stood up and said, stop ruining the fucking movies. Really? And then he wrote a song by the Pixies called Debaser about that guy in his class and the movie that they watched. Oh, well, I'll be dipped in shit. Now I got to listen to a song. Oh, you would love the Pixies. Can't believe I, you're not. I uh, yeah, I've heard that before, but you're just like, nah, fuck mm. that shit. I always confuse them with the Pogues. I think you'd love the Pogues too. I don't probably, but I don't the know. Pogues rule. You would definitely love the Pogues, you fat Irishman. You'd love them, goddammit. it. Dude, this episode is so aggressive towards me. I'm sorry, you. Oh, you formerly fat Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> I did say I mean, that. I did admit about not being able to take my wedding ring off, so uh, I guess yeah. that's on me. I used to say, yeah, dude, I'm fucking sad about it still. I, I feel like I'm not married, and I feel like it's... You need me to come over and help you find that thing, brother? Yeah, dude, you got a metal detector? I do. What? I actually do. I stole Why? it from a kid. Oh. <laughs> you stole I it from your... It. I borrowed it from a buddy of mine that I never see anymore. <laughs> so technically, it's my metal detector. Ah, uh, I knew you were but... a treasure hunter. But he never gave me a charger for it, so it oh, probably just fucking work. sitting there. Yeah, I could probably figure it out. But... Figure that shit out. But if you want me to, I'll come over and start tearing apart your baseboards. I mean, I don't think it's in there, but... Yeah, well, I just want to really get in there. and They need to be replaced, so... Yeah, we'll tear them up. I, uh... I, uh... I, uh... I, uh... It didn't fall in the sink, right? Yeah, your sink... No, 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 because it was over by, it was on a different counter. The whole thing, Bill, I've looked everywhere, I don't know. I still am not convinced my wife's not just trying to teach me a lesson about taking my ring off. Probably. I didn't know know you were allowed to do that. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, just because of the knuckle. I mean, dude, you go down to the fire station and uh, have them cut that ring off your finger, you're going to find all kinds of gross shit under there. You got a whole like my, under my finger. Yeah, dude, I think COVID nineteen started from uh, Probably, the bacteria underneath your ring. You think someone licked my abs? You're calling Absolutely. You They're over, out. and you're going, and people are going like, "Oh, what was that?" And you're like, "Ah, it was a, a Wuhan bat." Nah, no, dude, it was, I'm not the one that blamed. Fucking, I'm not the one that started that. That's uh, the, the China the China States. virus. Former the China virus. The former president of the United States. Your hero. You have a picture of him hanging up behind you. No, I do. That is Mark Gallagher of the Mark Gallagher mm, thing. I don't think so. It is. You've seen him. Uh, and yeah. the other one's Josh Gondelman of the Josh Gondelman thing. I don't care for either of those. I know you don't. Uh, I, yeah, I, I was on both of those shows. They, yeah, I know. That's the only reason I went. because we're Yet I'm not allowed to sign the, the poster. I asked you to. But you were like, it'll really just take the value down. That's true. Yeah, it really does. When you have someone sign a thing <laughs> that they really shouldn't sign, it really does fuck up the value. It, of it. really does. It makes no sense. Here's my Nolan Ryan rookie card signed by yeah, Michael so Jordan. I'm going to have Sean Michael Sullivan uh, of television. Am I in trouble? <laughs> sign my 57 less Paul. Well, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make a lick of sense. You know what else doesn't make sense? War. War. What is it good for? What is it good for? It's absolutely nothing. Ab. Say it again. War! Oh, dude, imagine you get stuck in that fucking loop. War. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. War. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Great song, dude. Great song. What's that guy? Warren Buffett. 
Warren, Warren Buffett. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett's brother, Warren. <laughs> Cheeseburger in Paris. Dude, Parvin Star, it's on my fucking brain. Well, stop. We're talking about the deer hunter. The deer Michael hunter. Zimino or Camino? Pew, pew. How do you say uh, his name? You know, I I've don't been, know. I've I think it's Semino. Semino. I think it is Semino. I don't think Semino? it's a, I don't think there's a Camino. Semino. Right. It's like Camaro though. Uh let we do we gotta talk about this dude for a minute. One of the true, true psychopaths of film history. God really? love him. Yeah, dude. I <clears throat> he makes uh uh I, I've read up on him in the past. I didn't really refresh myself on this, but he makes the deer hunter. And that's like his big, like, magnum opus. This is like his Which life's it, work. Dude, it, this is like it's incredible. One of the greatest movies ever made. I think it's so, it's so goddamn good. Uh, he makes uh, he makes a movie. He writes a couple movies. He makes he writes a movie called Silent Running, uh, with Bruce Dern. He writes a movie called Magnum Force, which I believe is a Dirty Harry. I think that's a Harry Harry Callahan. Yep. Oh, is it one of those? Yeah, he he co-writes that. Yeah, and then he directs a movie called Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. That's Clint Eastwood, right? That is Clint Eastwood and uh, Jeff Bridges, and I've never seen it. Um, I'd love to. Wouldn't be wouldn't be opposed. And then uh, to borrow the vernacular of uh, our boys over in Blank Check, that's his Blank Check. That gets him the ability to make the Deer Hunter now. Thunderbolt and Lightfoot did. Yeah, because that thing costs four million. It makes twenty five. Then they let him make the Deer Hunter. Four years later, he comes back with Deer Hunter. It wins, uh, dude. It wins uh, best picture, best director, best supporting actor for Christopher Walken. Um, Christopher Walken is so good in this movie, dude. I gotta, I gotta just check if this thing gets cinematography or not because no, it does not. Um. And it wins editing, best film editing. Um, it gets nominated. Uh, Meryl Streep gets a nomination for best supporting actress. Uh, Bobby D gets a best actor nomination. He loses. She loses. Um, and uh, it loses uh, screenplay uh, to Coming Home. Yeah, that's John Voight, right? Is that a, that's another Vietnam movie? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I think, it, and that's strictly about him, uh, coming home, coming home. I think he's a paraplegic in a wheelchair. He wins best actor. John Voight wins best actor for, uh, coming home. Jane Fonda takes that. it for, for, uh, coming home. I think I have seen it. I feel like that's one that I have seen, but I, I confuse it with Born on the Fourth of July all the time. Cause I feel like that's similar. I just, I just watched Born on the Fourth of July the other day. Is, is Tom Cruise in a wheelchair in that movie? Yeah. 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 It's pretty crazy, dude. He gets, uh, so he gets shot in, uh, in the war and then he winds up in the hospital or in the, you know, the, the, uh, it's not, I don't think he's back at Walter Reed. Oh, the place, the shooting house. Oh, he's in, he's in one of the, one of the hospitals in Brooklyn, like the VA in Brooklyn or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like rats running around the place. And Ooh, shit. spooky. And, uh, he, he, dude, he's like, he gets himself, they're like, you'll never walk again. And he gets himself on crutches going and like rehabbing. Yeah. And then he like has an accident during moving on the crutches and like 
fucking paralyzes himself. Let me ask you, um, what uh, when when's this character's birthday? It is uh, January third. What? That's not the fourth of July. <laughs> I got you. I don't know. I just I don't know. Oh, I thought I'm I assuming. Thought, I thought he was born on the fourth of July. I think born on the fourth of July is about America. Mm, I don't care for that but at I all. Could be wrong. Maybe he was. <clears throat> uh, we're not talking right. about that. We're not talking about a, that. It okay, it was not the Deer Hunter good. 51st Academy Awards, 1979. The Deer Hunter takes Best Picture. Coming Home loses. Heaven Can Wait loses. Midnight Express, the fuck out of here, you loser. I saw. I saw Heaven Can Wait in the theater as a little kid. Yeah. That's the uh, uh, Warren, Warren Beatty, Beatty Angel movie, right? Yeah, he was a football player or something. I do. Believe I just that. remember him in a gray sweatsuit and being like, "I guess my mother really wanted to see this movie. That's why we're here, because this is not a kid movie." Um, Heaven Can Wait, Midnight Express, Midnight Express, the movie I've always wanted to see. I don't know what's stopping me. I don't know. I got. Rights. I could watch whatever I, I want. I don't, I don't know what. It's a fucking free country. Did, you, did your wife tell you you can't? I think she might have. Is? I think yeah. she might have. No, not in this house. I'm uh, I'm very afraid of being ending up in a Turkish jail. I feel like that might Dude, be. Uh, there's a lot of things to be scared about in the, this world, and that is right up there. That's near the top. And then that's a movie called there. An Unmarried Woman, which I've never heard of. Is this lady uh, single? Uh, yeah, I do believe so. All right. I do believe so. But uh, no, dude, we're talking about the deer hunter. We don't need to. We don't need to fucking uh, deer hunters. Uh, hands down, uh, the best movie on that list. Yeah, hands down, I think. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just. I mean, there's three three sections of this thing, right? We could talk about this yeah, in little it's like chunks. Three separate movies. That first hour is the best hour, though. It's so good. Uh, that's when they just, it's like, it's like a span of like six hours condensed down to an hour and there's a whole fucking wedding in there. Yeah. It's like their last day at work. Yeah. They're at the steel mill. Uh, there's three dudes, Mike, Steve, and Nick. They're this all. This thing opens though on the shot of that street and that fucking truck just go way too fast. Too fast. Way too fast. You that thought little Gage was going to hop out in front of that thing and get run over. So. Yeah, I thought he was going to lose control and take out the entire town. They were going to have to put Christopher Walken into a fucking pet cemetery. Christopher Walken will not be walking any longer. <laughs> Christopher Rowling. <laughs> uh, three friends. Christopher in. being the carried. Uh, we got Mike, played by the great Bobby D. Nero. So good. I think this might be his best work. Uh, this taxi driver, like, dude, he had a stretch in the 70s that's just insane. Uh, what's upon a time in America? I sure haven't. It's too long. It's like four yeah, hours, it's a long, dude. It's a long-ass movie, but I'll watch it now. That's all I watch now. It's I like, only watch long-ass movies. Dude, I watched Schindler's List and The English Patient this week. Yeah. Both. Well, Schindler's over three. That's like three fifteen. Yeah, that I think... movie is so good, dude. Yeah, put it's... a put a put a pin in that for the end of the episode. Uh... So 
yeah, we start there at the last day at the stale mill. Dude, you, dude it's you, like they work in hell. Dude, yeah, yeah I could not do that shit. That's insane, dude. He's like dipping shit in the lava. Yeah, dude, they're in there with all the steel. They're dipping it in jet fuel. It's not melting. Uh, okay. And <laughs> ref. Good it's, ref. It's great when you bomb and you know you bomb. You know you whiffed. You know that jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. Yeah, but you keep rolling. You say, "Hey, the podcast is going to keep going." You mean uh, much like the much like the passengers of Flight 93? I said, "Let's all roll." Right. Okay. Too much. All Too right. much. That's what they said. Let's roll. Too much. You're getting Shagsville in this joint, <gasps> which uh, is probably pretty close to them, right? That's Pennsylvania. Uh, Shanksville. Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Oh, with a crash site. Oh boy, that oh boy. Is a crash site. Oof, don't know. Don't know. I don't know if these three boys were. Uh, maybe they ran down there. Maybe go, they helped a, uh, do a, recovery. Uh, you know. You ever go to this, uh, the hills of Pennsylvania? Uh, yeah, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when I bombed at a NACA convention. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of nowhere. We, I, when we drove out to California a few years ago, we took, uh, we drove through these hills. These there hills. When you, oh, when you were on your independent uh, third party run for president? Yeah. And I you went to go, you went down to the Rust Belt? Pressing the flesh? Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out that I had COVID under my ring. Yep. And I, whoops. Super spreader. Sorry. Um, yeah, dude, I could. That looks so unpleasant. Yeah. It, it seems like they work good. all night long. I don't. I don't. I couldn't get a sense of the, the time frame of when they start their shift, when they get done. It looked like they were yeah. doing an overnight. Now it seems. It seems to me that yeah, because it, like, it feels like the opening shot of that truck coming down the street. It feels like it's dawn. Like right. It's just early morning. And then they go right to the bar. Hey, that's what you do when you're a real guy. They go down and they see Johnny. Also an alcoholic. So we got who's uh, who are the Steel Boys? We got Mike, Steve, and Nick. They're the three guys that have been they've been drafted or they they enlisted. Mike, Steve, and Nick are the three going to uh, Vietnam. I don't they think are, I don't think they they don't really say do they say. I'm assuming at least one of them was drafted. I think I think Stevie was drafted, and then the other two enlisted because they they seem very gung ho to go to uh, Vietnam and defend yeah. their country. And uh, yeah, and Stevie does not. He does not because uh, it is the day of his wedding. Lots happening. They must have moved this wedding up to uh, accommodate his uh, deployment date. They moved it up to accommodate his uh, pregnant fiance yeah no it says here on the wikipedia she's been impregnated by another man that comes yeah, it up says right later on it says later on he says to oh that's after right after they get married when they're leaving he's like i've never been with her i'm like hey hey well you're married to her now whatever hey. he says what are you gonna do you're gonna love the kid like it's yours yeah so it does that. They go to the bar. The mother. Uh, no, we got a couple other characters. Let's oh, uh, I apologize, Sean. I forgot that this is your show, and I am just merely the vessel. All right, all right. You want to do this? You want to do this? No, it is my not. show. God damn it! I registered this That's LLC. What I'm saying. You are a paid employee. You're I don't an pay LLC you to talk. And I get paid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we gotta talk. We gotta we gotta talk. Uh, Stan and Axel, baby. Yeah, the two other guys at the the uh, the steel mill. Axel, played by uh, uh, let me just I just want to get this guy's Chuck Aspergren, who makes no other films 
is not That's an it. actor. Is just a just dude. Just a local guy. Did he really work there or something? So when they were uh, they were scouting for locations for the uh, steelworks, they met yeah. uh, they met him in East Chicago, and uh, De Niro and Michael uh, Cimino were so smitten with him, they just offered him a role and they cast him. And he was the second uh... person cast in the film. Really? Yep. He's just a dude that like they're just like we need like a real steel dude just to hang out with these guys. Was this shot in Pennsylvania? They didn't shoot it in Chicago, right? No, they shot all over. The shooting locations on this thing are pretty strange. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it was in Ohio, which is right next to Pennsylvania, I think. Uh, a lot of it was in Thailand. Yeah, uh, I mean, I get the, you know, the Vietnam scenes and whatnot. But the, uh, all around the, their hometown feels like that. Yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, it feels. West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, they shot some of it. I think actually the the trailer scenes, uh, uh, De Niro's house, that's all in West Virginia. Right. But uh, it's all the same. I mean, once you get into that Appalachian rural yeah. Western Pennsylvania, and it's so, dude, it's such a striking similarity to Vietnam too. Just like when they go from that to Vietnam, and it's just like the hills. Yeah, dude. And the green, and like, but just. Oh man, this fucking movie rules. Uh, so uh, Axel, uh, I think uh, this dude Axel uh, is great in this movie. He's the one yeah, that he's yeah, the one he's, humping he's, the car. He's just fucking just a good yeah. dude. I mean, I'm surprised that he wasn't an actor. No, but, yeah, handsome fella, right big beefcake boy, like a football player, dude. And then of course, uh, offensive our, lineman there. Uh, an offensive lineman over here. Asian offensive lineman over here. And then, of course, uh, Stash, Stan, our beloved John Cazale. Uh, I did uh, I did on Letterboxd, uh, my beloved Letterboxd, I did a ranking of Cazale films. Oh, my God, and you didn't even tell me? You're just telling me now on the pod? Uh, and I did it twice. I did uh, by his performance, what are his best performances, and yeah. then what are the best movies and uh deer hunter is number two on both lists oh yeah yeah i think godfather is my favorite movie i think godfather 2 is his best performance yeah but i like godfather better than godfather 2 and then the conversation is the bottom for both yeah, i think this might be the top on both for me yeah you I love you love this for, i think it's yeah i think it's I think it's fantastic. I go just just for the record. I mean, not to take away from The Godfather because I've recently become a real convert to how great that is. Yeah. Cuz I've always I've always been of the mind that people say that it's great and it's like, yeah, it's sure. It's a great film, but Yeah. After I mean, watching it a couple times for the pod, These are these are it. four very special movies and the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, I go, I go. Godfather, Dog Day, Deer Hunter, Godfather Two, uh, and then the conversations last. Yeah. But I mean, they're all fucking great. You can't go wrong with any of them. Yeah. Unless you don't like war movies, in which case I would not watch the Deer Hunter. But guess what? I do like them. Or just don't watch the middle of the Deer Hunter. Yeah, war parts really pretty quick. It's dude. The first we're in and out thirty five minutes. The first like hour and fifteen of this has nothing to do with war. Yeah. It's... Like literally that that it could have been its own movie without the like just leading up to that. Just the last day with them going to Vietnam. Like it's that great. 
So they screened two versions of the film. One was two and a half hours long, and then there's the three-hour and three-minute version that we watched. And that's the three-hour version is the one that eventually got released. Yeah. But they, the two-and-a-half-hour cuts a lot of this stuff in the beginning. That's what gets that's what gets chopped out, and I think that's the best fucking stuff. Yeah, it it one it, it makes you actually care about these three guys. Why would you chop it down? I don't get that. Because is because the three hour movie is. I mean, it's probably not. It's. I think the idea against long movies in movie theaters is that you can't show them as many times. Yeah. So if a movie's three hours long, that means you can only sell. You're gonna be able you by just the virtue of you can't show it as many times you're going to sell less tickets yeah but it's yeah no I, I agree i think it's stupid you should just make the movie as long as it needs to be and this movie needs to be three hours long all content is the equal it's all the same content all right this guy over here martin martin scorsese <laughs> he's uh, not wrong no he's not we're making content right now man it's not equal to any of those other things no 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 the, the, our content is not equal to his fucking worst movie <laughs> Which is Martin Scorsese's worst movie? You're going through there. What's uh, what's the bottom of the barrel for this guy so far? Bringing Out the Dead? Is that it? I don't know if I've seen that. I will watch it. That's the Nick Cage uh, ambulance movie? I think I saw it on Hoopla. You love Hoopla. Dude, I'll use it. Uh, I, got, uh, I just got Mean Streets on there. I watched that. That was pretty good. Yeah? You can see what he eventually did with like Goodfellas and shit. Like some of the stuff, young Harvey Keitel, handsome fella, young De Niro. Oh, dude, he was so great. Um, yeah, still is, I guess. I shouldn't say was. He's still amongst us. These uh, these boys, they leave the steel. They they punch out like Fred Flintstone. They head down to the bar, and uh, it's this is like their bachelor party almost. It seems like a little uh, yeah. little yeah, last second stag night, a bachelor party slash going away party. Yeah, he, uh, they're, uh, fucking just boozing it up and they're singing Frankie Valley and playing pool. Dude, this is maybe the best scene in movie history, I think. It's, um, it's so good. When yeah. I mean, I can't. Starts busting it. I don't know. So good. And then they all break into it. It's it seems wild to say that that's the that's the best scene in movie history. It's well, a, you know I'm being hyperbolic. Shut up. You're being. Are you okay? Do you need to take you some pills? You know that I'm being hyperbolic because of the because of my comorbidity. Your doctor told you not to be hyperbolic. <laughs> yeah, I can't help it though. You got this many comorbidities clashing with each other inside one human body. Um, uh, it's great, dude. It's great. And we go uh, right from here. Comorbidities. Oh, the movie. Oh, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a we get a quick scene of uh, Meryl Streep. Well, well, first uh, the mother comes down. The mother was went to talk to the priest. That's like, right. He's marrying this girl. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, she, the mother beats the I shit know, out of him. Does she say that it's not his baby or something? Or do I don't know. I, that part of it is uh, is weird to me. Yeah, I, but she comes and pulls. Stevie she pulls out him out. Bar. Yeah, I think you she's probably just scarf. being like, I'm not wearing a scarf with a tuxedo, mom. She's probably just like, you know, you're getting married today. You can't be down here fucking drinking with your buddies. Come get you're your tux on. married today and then going to Vietnam. Yeah, so. Um, She's got a lot on her mind, probably. Yeah. Seems like a, a real shit. You're marrying, your son's marrying a lady who's pregnant. And uh, he's also. And he's leaving. Just going over to the Vietnam. Probably die. Probably die, but he doesn't. 
that scene though, leading up when they're going to the church and all the uh, old Russian ladies carrying the the cake. Oh down yeah, the yeah, street yeah. And like chatting away in Russian, it's so good, dude. It's fucking, it's a, just a good dude. This first the hour, bridesmaids going by, dropping the presents and trying to catch up with each other. It really it's could fantastic. It's uh, we get the we get the scene where uh, with the Meryl Streep uh, uh, abusive dad scene is yeah. That's a little um. I don't know if that needs to be in here. Well, it gets her. That's when she asks uh, Nikki if she can stay there when they're gone. Yeah, but I mean, you she could just already be living with with him. I don't know. I, yeah, they never actually. Do they ever circle back to the father? Mm-mm. No, because she's just when they come home from Vietnam, she's just yeah, living she's in the trailer. Yeah, right. But I, you know. It's uh, you know, it's a good Meryl Streep scene. You get the, you know, she's got the shiner at the wedding. Yeah. But it's just uh, it gets dropped a little bit. Um, they're at the wedding and they do the 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 fucking the reception scene is my favorite. I think, I love this thing with the they're all yeah. doing the fucking Polish dancing and stuff. Yeah, it's that and that's what I'm talking about with uh, John Cazale when he's like he's going through lung cancer, dude. Like some of these dances that they're doing, I like. I can't, you know. Like uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away from cancer. And like all the shit that he was doing. Yeah. Like it's insane, dude. The physicality when going through something like that is fucking mind blowing to me. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, Chadwick Boseman. I think we need like more time as like a as a culture to really appreciate that. Yeah, because like it's insane, dude. Uh, yeah. Hey, we lost him. I think he's gonna get best actor at the Academy Awards this year. That's my prediction. I'm gonna call that for a movie yeah. I have not seen. Yeah, is that the Mrs. Ma Rainey's uh, Black Bottom? Yeah, is that Netflix? That's on Netflix. Talk? Looks good. Looks good. Have to watch it. Yeah, he was great, man. It's but is you know, it's just and and I'm saying that like talking about Chadwick Boseman now like fuck dude he was doing like physical physical shit yeah no one knew Uh, I'm going back to like Deer Hunter I'm you know like just like the dancing scenes and shit like some of that like blows my mind that because I was able to do that yeah but then when you go to like Chadwick Boseman like some of the shit and like I know that he like he suffered with it like pretty quietly for a while yeah I think I mean it's different uh, lung cancer I would imagine is particularly debilitating you yeah. know because it's going to affect how you, you you know the oxygen and stuff that you get we're very serious podcast for a second we're just going to take it down npr style as we well, get into some yeah. heavy topics as someone that has dealt with it personally with you know people pretty close it's yeah it's no good it's tough dude it's we tough. uh i want to i want to say uh but even without the lung cancer just the, like the fucking treatments for the other shit man i want to say like, definitively Two Boys in a Balcony is anti-cancer. We definitely are. Okay. We'll never, you'll never hear us raise money for cancer. It will always be against, against cancer. We're not like series finale that's wishing cancer on all of you guys. We're out here. We're fucking, we're opposed. We don't think it's good. Jack Burke. We are wishing cancer catch on these your hands. worst enemies. Catch these hands, Jack oh, Burke. Oh, you're going to catch these hands, bro. Uh... We're at the reception. Uh, Christopher Walken uh, proposes to Meryl Streep, kind of, sort of, a little. Yeah, more like if I make it back, when I make it back. And uh, but they, uh, dude, himself. the amount of fucking booze these guys throw back is 
wild. Yeah, dude. It's a uh, 70s. I mean, it's just a fucking steel town. So it's yeah. just all you do is you go down to the steel mill. Smoke and drink. Dude. You smoke and drink. Uh, they have the scene where the, the Green Beret comes in. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Who that's. He? he looked very familiar, but. I don't know. No idea? Uh, no, I don't it know. It wasn't Richard Crenna from Rambo, right? Oh, it was Richard Crenna from Rambo. No, I don't. Uh, I do not know who that is. All right. Uh, that scene's, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, what a nice juxtaposition. You got this dude that's, it's like a for, it's foreshadow. It's foreshadowing that uh, war sucks ass, and these guys are all it excited. Does. It truly does. They're like, I, I, Christopher Walken, I hope I, I go away, the bullets are flying. Yeah, dude. That's a good Christopher Walken. But also, they're all hammered. And they, I mean, that. Oh, yeah, De Niro I'm wants to fucking fight kid, the guy. Like, they're all, what are they, 20? Like, they're all supposed to be pretty young, right? It's, uh, Robert De Niro forever looks like he's 45, so. He does, he does, but. Uh, yeah, no, I think that, yeah, because they wouldn't have drafted anybody in their 30s, I don't think. I don't know. I don't know how that shit works. Like, Christopher Walken, if you told me he was playing a 20-year-old, I'd buy it. If yeah. If you told me he was 30, I'd buy it. He's got Stocker Channing. He's got, this uh, handsome, dude. young old handsome, face. Handsome fellow. Oh, yeah. This is. I do. This is uh, this in uh, Dead Zone. This movie in particular, you know, like goes explains Christopher Walken to me. Because when yeah. I was a kid, I was just like, oh, this, yeah. I was like, God, Christopher well, Walken younger, is just like a been... young. We he's just a weird dude. Yeah, and at one point he just became an old weird dude. Right, and he became like a joke because he was Fat Boy Slim dance. Yeah, he does and, a Fat Boy you know. Slim video. He's doing the. Uh, he's on SNL all the time as the Continental and any yeah. more cowbell. And you're just like, who is this guy? Like, he's a weird actor. He's always weird in everything he does. He talks weird. He looks weird. But then you watch this movie, and you're like, oh, that's why. That's it. Yeah, no, he's incredible. Uh, He is, hands down, the best performance in this movie. Absolutely. No argument there. He was uh, rightly awarded for it. Um, There's the scene when, uh, so when they go... What are we at? We're at the still at the yeah. We're uh, you know we can we can at go the reception. There's a scene in the reception that so there's that this whole triangle between De Niro and Nikki and Meryl Streep. Yeah, which like Nick Nick like proposes to her, but there's a scene in this where De Niro's doing the shot in a bear, and then he's like he's looking at Meryl Streep. And she's like keeps looking back at him. She's on the dance floor, and then there's a girl, the girl in between them, and she like keeps cutting back, thinking De Niro's looking at her. Mm-hmm. And it's, dude, it's such good acting. And Nikki winds up, I mean, acting. She doesn't say anything. Yeah, like, like just the, the way she keeps like looking back at him. Well, I mean, and then she winds up with Nikki, dancing. Right, and then he 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 uh, Christopher Walken pushes Meryl Streep. To De Niro, he's like, dance with the dance with her, and then De Niro's just like going, all right, I'll take her to the bar and get her drunk too. I don't give a fuck. Uh, and they go to the bar and they order Rolling Rocks, and uh, you know, there's this weirdness. I I feel like that is an unnecessary element to the movie. I mean, it doesn't hurt it in any way. I just feel like it's a little undercooked if you're gonna have any yeah, well, any nits I to mean- pick. 
there's uh, a little later, like when they they leave, they wind up going on the hunting trip, and uh, at one point, uh, Stan accuses is like, "Oh, I think I think you're gay. You were you 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 could have been with that redhead." Oh yeah 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 yeah. But he says it more like a '70s fellow would. I cleaned it up. Yeah, but it's more like. Ah, this guy's over here. He could have any girl in town, but he's, you know, he's just over yeah. playing with themselves. Stugats. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You hard gay slurs coming out of John Cazale, yeah. left and right. What an annoying little bitch Stan is, by the way. Uh, I love that scene that when they're driving out to the thing, they stop to take a, a leak. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they, uh, like, hey, we sent Stevie. He's off on, uh, you know, his wedding night. And then the boys wake up that morning and they go for the last, a good, one last deer hunt. That scene when they send them off, too. And they chased that. Like, oh, De Niro's just fucking street, streaking down the street. Dong. Holy moly. Uh, these dudes are inebriated. Yeah, I miss those days. Well, then they wake up. Uh, four of the guys are still in their tuxes. De Niro's in full hunter gear. They all have those big, goofy Russian hats on. Uh, and they're just fucking drinking. Beer cans are falling out of the, the door. That's awesome. Um, what, what good days. Kazale uh, uh, forgot forgets his boot. And De Niro's got that great. Uh, I said no, no, you can't. Uh, you can't buy the boots. Every time we come up here, you forget something. You gotta learn. Um, and then they, you know, they leave uh, uh, John the bartender, and they drive down the road, and then they come back, and then they drive again. Just uh, he like sits down on the on the guardrail, sticks his leg out. Yeah. And, hey. <laughs> Just a fun drunk. And day. you could just see him. You see him make the decision like, ah, oh, this is going to be a funny. This is going to be a good bit. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. a good bit. <laughs> uh, they go to the deer hunt. Robert De Niro shoots his deer with the one bullet. And then they go back to the bar. And uh, I love this transition. Uh, John, the, uh, the bartender, is playing like a sad song on the piano. They're all yeah, sitting there really watching good. him. What was. What's. Do you no idea? No, I think it was called. I tried um, shazamming it, but it would not tell me. I guess I could have looked it up. Yeah, I'm sure it's listed somewhere. It's not a piano concerto and D fuck or some shit. Yeah, something like that. Um, the Deer Hunter concerto. So they just all watch this dude put on a little piano concert on this rinky dink piano in his bar, and then it's just transition right to fucking helicopters. Fucking dude, it's so. Star. Boom. We're Boom. in. You're there. We're in. The Viet Cong are throwing bombs in the hidden, like, little, like, uh, trapdoor things. Yeah. Fucking De Niro looks like he's half blown to hell. He gets up. He lights a fucking village on fire. Uh, and then seconds later, he's reunited with... Um, uh, atrocities. That's what the word That's what it was. <laughs> that's it. War Committing crimes. atrocities. And then uh, seconds later, he's he's reunited with Christopher Walken and uh, and Stevie. Oh, it's so good to see you again, Robert. And then they're kid, they're not kidnapped. They're taken prisoner right away. Yeah. So it's so it's uh, Walken, uh, Stevie, and Nikki run into De Niro. Now, obviously, you're not going to be able to answer this, but I'm still going to ask the question. Hey, ask away. So, the, like, the three guys from the same town, they just get sent to war together? They just wind up in, like, the same place in the war? They don't go to boot camp and then get sent from there? I got the impression that De Niro's on his own. Yeah, De Niro wasn't with them. They ran into him. And the other two guys c- probably got stationed together or whatever. All right. Um, 
I don't know. It's weird. I understand that for, you know, for for the sake of the movie that you have to have it happen. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's what it is. I think some of this some of the war stuff is a little that's a little too convenient. Yeah, but, but I can uh, see that maybe that's the way they did it. Like take all the kids from the South Shore and send them to Da Nang. Maybe um, like one one plane trip. I think we got to talk about the one like. Uh, the one controversial thing about this movie is all the Russian roulette thing, and it's I think maybe the thing it's most known for. Oh, it's absolutely like what those it's scenes. Most known for, but the problem is is that according to the limited research I did, uh, a lot of people, a lot of historians, uh, have found no record of any uh, Russian roulette among POWs and stuff like that. Like this was just all a complete fabrication. I'm fine with that. Yeah, me, I mean, yeah, of course. You know, so this movie started out as a script. It was was, a, it, was it like a was it a big controversy when it came out? Yeah. So it, I think uh, I think people protested the Academy Awards that this was nominated. You know, John Voight is in Coming Home, uh, so obviously, you know, those guys are fucking, uh, you know, trying to pitch for their movie to win. But I think there was a lot of like mudslinging, like the this is all a fabrication. Yeah, but also John Voight is a fucking horrible human being. Yeah, no, no argument. I'm, that guy is garbage, man. Um, yeah, not even allegedly. That has been proven. Yeah, he's bad, bad dude. Allegedly, bad dude. Be safe. I'm not gonna. Safe, no argument safe, here, man. But, bad guy. Yeah, but uh, I think people are but also. Great actor. I watched Midnight Cowboy. Solid actor. Very good. Yeah, very good. But horrible, horrible. Yeah, bad. Just bad politics. Bad politics. Bad uh, uh, parenting. Also. Oh, it turns out that maybe the pieces of shit uh, really good at acting like pieces of shit because they are mm. indeed complete sociopaths. Uh, so this movie starts out as a script about a veteran going to Las Vegas to play in a Russian roulette tournament. That's what, that's like the... Oh, really? Yeah, and then uh, Samino comes in, another guy comes in, and they, they kind of turn it into what it, it is become, like what it is at the end. Yeah. But, uh, Did you say it was a play or a screenplay? A screenplay. And so then, it wasn't like staged? No, and the big thing that like, they kept is that <clears throat> it's about Vietnam vets in this Russian roulette. All right. So this, this Russian roulette scene uh, in... Uh, with the prisoners with it's it. It's really like they smashed it up with The Godfather. <laughs> it's like that opening wedding scene, you know? Not, oh, not, sure. not yeah, the yeah, yeah, mafia yeah. pop, yeah, yeah, but yeah. just that whole aesthetic. Yep. I mean, it's just like, I mean, that's that's the big thing is The Godfather has the luxury that this movie has. It's three hours long, and it has the time to do those, like, long character moments you you don't get yeah. that shit in movies anymore unless you're like a martin scorsese and you're like i'm making the irishman it's gonna be three hours yeah, long it's gonna be three and a half hours and but like that's very rare but like it makes this movie that first hour you don't have that first hour and then it's just de niro in war it's just like yeah if you dropped into this movie with vietnam it's a completely different movie you don't have that you you don't have any of the it's why I like this. The, uh, it's this is my emotional attachment to them. I think this is, and it's it's fucking kind of morose to rank Vietnam movies, because obviously none of them should exist because we should never have been in Vietnam. But like this, you don't ever see 
the before. You see, you know, like coming home, born on the 4th of July, that's the aftermath. You see Full Metal Jacket and Platoon, that's them. Good morning, Vietnam. The Apocalypse Now. Like, they're, those are all focused on the actual combat. But this yeah. movie, you've got an hour of character building and world building and setting these people up, and you see what they're leaving, and you see, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't imagine cutting that. It's it's lot, fucking like beautiful, a, especially there's in the when they first go hunting. There's a scene when uh, Mike tells Nikki like, "I'm only here because you're here. I wouldn't go hunting with these guys. I'm only here because you're here." Oh I'd yeah, hunt alone. One shot, one kill. You know it. That's what I always say. Yeah, you. Uh, and it, then these guys are like running around, fucking bang, bang, bang. Yeah, it's just. Uh... And Nikki's got like obviously hopping to when they come back, but Nikki's gone. But you also see why they why De Niro is fighting so hard to survive, and it like gives it real stakes. And you know, you know, that he's yeah. got this relationship with these two guys, and it like they're his brothers, and they fucking it their survival means everything to him. So yeah, um, that scene. That's I mean, the Russian roulette stuff in this is fucking. It's always tough to. I can't imagine. I it it's inconceivable to me that that's a real thing people do yeah i mean there are crazy people do crazy things man it's so they uh they're forced to do the uh, russian roulette uh de niro tricks them into putting three bullets in the gun uh and it's such a good scene dude like the guy keeps sitting to narrow he's like oh you're gonna die that's uh, that's another one of the uh, the controversies of this movie. One of the things people objected to was, is uh, they you know, it's not the, it's not the uh, most delicate portrayal of the North Vietnamese. Um, you know, it's got a lot of accusations of racism against this movie, and yeah, I, I, it's totally fair, right, rightfully so, but also. I mean, I hate to use the excuse, but it was a different time you coming out of that war. Right. And, you know, um, we had, I think also, 78, so Carter, Carter was in. Yeah, no, I mean, the tide had turned. Nobody was pro-fucking Vietnam at this point, and no one, no one still is. Everybody's fucking against it, but, you know, like, like this was like the first war where people were like, no, we are, we are opposed to this. This was a bad thing. And like yeah. that was the general like popular sentiment. So this movie like coming out is not eventually, but I think by now not, by seventy nine. No, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, by then. Yeah, but I'm saying uh, it was a long war, and it was that was not the sentiment for through the first like five or six years. No, no, no. But I mean, by the time this movie comes out, the tides turned completely, and yeah. it's just you know. Yeah. Well, what Vietnam ended was it seventy five? Something like that. But uh, you were just a baby. You didn't know. I didn't. I wouldn't have found out about this thing for another fifteen years almost. And then they directly blamed you. And then I went through a big period of Vietnam movies in high school. Yeah. Well, they all came out. No, no, I was. I mean, through the eighties, they started. Once Rambo came out. No, but like I mean, like Apocalypse Now, Full Metal Jacket, Platoon. Um, what were the other ones I watched? Did I see? So what is your what what is your favorite Vietnam movie? Dude, I, th- I think it's this one. I think it's Deer Hunter is, is the it best. This one? Yeah, and then and then I I've always I've always loved Full Metal Jacket. I love the first half of Full Metal Jacket especially. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, with the and that like the first half of that is like Paris Island, right? Yeah, and I love it's with the fucking uh, with Vincent D'Onofrio and yeah, it's just fucking one. It's it's not wonderful. It's fucking it's horrible. horrible. It's yeah. horrifying. But yeah, the second half of that movie is a step down from the first half. Have you seen Good Morning Vietnam? I never have seen Good Morning Vietnam. You should see that. All right, it's a good movie. I'll watch that. Uh, we get uh. We get the fucking crazy. They're in the river. They escape all that stuff. They kill the captors. They escape. Uh, yeah, Stevie's in the pen there. Yeah, they get him out They're of the, 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 the rat pen. Uh, Christopher Walken gets on the helicopter. And then De Niro and Stevie are holding on to... Uh, I don't even know what the skids. Is that what they're called? Like the fucking the feet. Landing, the little skis yeah, that it lands on. And they're just holding on for dear life. They can't get into this helicopter. The guys are reaching out trying to grab them. They fall like 30 feet. Uh, they did this. De Niro did this stunt. The other guy did this stunt. They said they did Oh, they both did Yeah, it. they did it like 20 times in a day. Uh, which, you know what? It seems like it could be fun. Yeah, no, I was thinking that too. Uh, one. That was... This is before the helicopter accident for Twilight Zone the movie, right? That was in the 80s. Because it probably wouldn't have been as fun after that. No. Did you say? Did you make a Twilight Zone? You dropped out for a second, so I couldn't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. I asked. This was before the Twilight Zone accident. Yes. Happened, right. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. In the 80s. Yep. Because I think it would be less fun. Well, they had. There's a. There's a scene in the movie where they're in the water and they yell up at the helicopter, and apparently that was the helicopter they felt came too close or got tagged, got caught on something, so they yelled up to like be like, "Hey, don't kill us." And they just kept that. They were that like, in. "Oh, use that scene. Use that. They're really afraid." Yeah, look at they almost got killed. Uh so the helicopter. Hey, please do not to kill us. I'm Christopher Walken. They drop out. They drop. De Niro carries uh, uh, Stevie over his on his back to to Saigon. I don't know where the hell they are. He's like he shatters his legs. Yeah, they just I hit a he, rock, Mike. They throw him on a jeep, and then the I can't feel my legs. The jeep, uh, jeep takes him, and De Niro walks yeah, back. Yeah, stopped though. It's like at first you're like, uh oh, are these bad? Are these people gonna kill them? Right. Oh no, wait. Yeah, no. Oh, no, Jesus, no. There's an hour and a half left. Of course not. Um. Well, I. If you don't know the movie, is it? Are they gonna capture them? Are they getting recaptured? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It is you know. Uh. Then we but get to like, uh, oh, put them on the. Put him on the uh, hood. We get the scene of uh, Christopher Walken in the hospital. He's just like sitting on the uh, the yeah. windowsill, and you get to go like, "Oh, this dude is fucking haunted. He is toast." They ask his parents' first names. Yeah, he doesn't. He's, he just loses it. Uh, he does. He tries to make a phone call back to Pennsylvania, and as he's getting connected, he hangs up, and just walks away. And then De Niro follows him somehow. De Niro sees him while they're just like on a night out or something. Sees yeah, at one point he thinks he sees De Niro, but it's some, somebody else. Yeah, they're He's both like, hey, looking Mike. for each oh. other. Yeah. Uh, but then De Niro ends up following him to the uh, Russian roulette club. And, uh, oh, no, 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 no. Christopher Walken. He winds up finding it like he has gunshots down an alley. Yeah, no, De Niro's in the place already, I think. And then Christopher Walken has, yeah, he's yeah. got the scene with the prostitute that has the kid in the room. Then he leaves and he stumbles into that French guy, and uh, he gets uh, into the hooked into this Russian roulette league, 
And before... Well, he walks in. It isn't like the gun. It's not loaded or it's dummies. He winds up taking the gun away and going click, click, click and throwing it and walking out. He gets in a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the bouncer and like Robert De Niro tries following him and loses him. Yep. He throws the money up. Yes. And everybody just like... And then that's it. De Niro can, he's gone. De Niro can't find him. De Niro gets sent home. We get uh, that great. It's got to be a relief at some point, right? That you're out of the war. Yeah, for sure. That you're not in, in Vietnam anymore. Um, at some point, De Niro's costume just changes to his fucking military uniform. He's got apparently no other clothes. Yeah, but I think that's like a callback to that Green Beret. I think it's like. Yeah, I I got confused at this point if. Is De Niro out, or is he just home? Because when he goes back, he goes back to get Christopher Walken. He's like in. Yeah, but the war was over, wasn't it? Didn't Saigon had fallen? No, not. No, no, no. No? No, because he goes back, and that's when Saigon goes down. He goes He goes home. He does that scene where he's in the cab, and he tells him to drive by his house and not stop where they're having the big party for him. Yeah. And then uh, he sneaks up on Meryl Streep. They go to the grocery store and all this stuff. Yeah, they never clarify if he if he's uh, if, if yeah he's I don't know if his or... yeah that's what I mean if he's just on a uh, vacation is that what they call it I don't fucking know <laughs> furlough yeah something like that he leave leave uh and and uh, he finds out that uh, from Meryl Streep that uh, Christopher Walken is A W O L A W O L baby uh away without leave that's what that means absent without leave. Well, don't I look the fucking fool in front of everybody? You do seem foolish, but that's all right. We well, did have the leave pot. Ah, uh, they uh, yeah. De Niro is just you know he's just fucking. And that's got to be fucking wretched to go to war, do all the fucking horrible shit you know you've done and seen, and then just to go back and hang out with fucking Axel and fucking Stan, and just pounding beers at the steel mill. Yeah, when the when the your one true friend didn't come back. Yeah, and uh, apparently is. And that's the thing, like him and Nikki had a bond, man. And they were, he was like, dude, you're the only one that I'm here for. I trust you. I don't trust them. He's like, I like them. They're good guys, but they're they're assholes. They're idiots. Yeah, you're the only one I trust out there. Uh, and then fucking, and then he comes back, and Nikki's not there, and they're all like, "Oh, we're going hunting, right? Of course, we're going hunting." Bill, when you and I are drafted in the inevitable China wars, oh Jesus Christ, dude, I'm 50 years old. We're fucked. It's not a, this. That's not a conversation that you and I are going to have. Uh, I was trying to go for a, a joke, but it came across what were you going to say? Crueler than I thought. We're not going to have a conversation about what. I'm never going to be like, "Hey, Bill, you're my only friend. Everybody else can fuck off." Yeah, uh, obviously, I won't be talking to you once the draft goes out. Oh, because you'll be in Canada. Dude, I'm 12 years older than you. I won't be senior leadership. <laughs> you think they're going to bring you right in, give you a, give you a fucking top top brass, military brass, General McMorrow. Yeah, I'm sending you to war. Um, We get the, uh, you know, there's some, uh, some hanky-panky with Meryl Streep. She's uh, all horned up, baby. She's um But there isn't hanky panky. I don't think right? so. She she crawls into the they go to the motel. She he can't stay in he the trailer. He falls right asleep. He goes to the motel and she's all wrapped up in a sheet and she climbs into the bed naked. 
I don't think anything and he happens. He just falls asleep. He was asleep. Mm. I think it's like the train going by, just the noise. Oh yeah, put, put him, him to, to sleep. sleep. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we get the we get the scene with Angela, who finally reveals that Stevie's home, and that Stevie. Oh no, Axel and Stan. Uh, tell him that Stevie's home, but they don't know where he is. Angela won't tell him. He goes to see her. Like you didn't know, Johnny? Is it Johnny that owns the bar? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, you didn't, you didn't know? Um, yeah. I can't believe you didn't know. Yeah, I mean, you guys should have mentioned, maybe could have mentioned it. Maybe assume that me, the guy that's it been out of the country like somebody, for a fucking year, yeah. maybe you guys bring me up to speed on the events around town since I haven't lived here for a while. It's not like everybody in the Army knows everybody. Yeah, so he's at the VA or, you know, he lost his legs. Yeah, so he's got, he's got no relationship with uh, the wife and the baby. You know, he doesn't want to leave the, the hospital. Uh, he can't use his arm. His legs have been amputated. And he's just got a drawer full of cash because every month from Saigon, he gets an envelope full of money. Yeah, dude. And then Robert De Niro's like, we're, we're going home. And he just leaves it all there. He, like, pushes them out. Yeah, you might have grabbed that Take, cash. And, you know, he, he might have other like, personal effects. Yeah, but you can buy more <clears> of <throat> the cash that's in that drop. But you know what? He maybe he's got a stick of deodorant that's you know not all the way gone yet. We can grab. No, they didn't have deodorant back then. Oh really? They didn't start doing that until '95. Oh Jesus Christ! Thank God the for Nagano that. Nagano Olympics. They started making deodorant. <laughs> I mean, the Olympics happened on the evens, but '95 for the Winter Olympics. Yeah, no, but I think that Nagano was '96. Oh, so and then they were like in the lead up like, to well, in the lead up. Got to start making a year's worth of deodorant before the Olympics. Dude, I can't tell you how much I love deodorant i use this stuff every day do you every day oh yeah i'm using it i use it you're gonna get armpit cancer with that oh no 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 i'm using metal shaving no 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 no. i'm using uh old spice gel baby yeah it rolls on clear i put it on before i have to put on deodorant before i go to bed or i can't sleep are you using uh lubricant on your pets yeah ky ky yep astro lubing it up and uh I just like it to be able to not stick. What the fuck? We're sponsored by Astro Lube this week. Astro Lube. Astro Lube it up. Lube it up. Lube. I lube you. All right. You're fucking uh, losing it. <laughs> um, yeah, so they go yeah. hunting. And then... So they get the hunt. He can't kill the deer. Uh, we get the fucking great... Dude, I love when a movie, the fucking, the movie's called The Dare Hunter. And they, and they go dare hunt. I fucking hunt. love that. No time to fuck around with this movie. Yeah, dude. We say it, we do it. We're in, we're out. Bing, bang, baby. Uh, you get that great scene. Dan shoots the fucking, the dare in the pond. Was that this time or before? That was this time. The first time uh, De Niro shoots the deer and then the deer kind of like stumbles. No deer were murdered in this film. They were shot with true? yeah. They were shot with tranquilizers because a couple of them looked like they uh-huh. got killed. <laughs> yeah, no, they were tranquilized. Um, particularly, it was the one, the first one that De Niro shoots yeah. where he collapses. Yeah. You're like, this is not, and its eyes go dead. Yep. and you're like, oh, they killed that dude. Cool, good. I'm glad I saw that. No, that was the tranquilizer according to the Wikipedia. Uh, this wasn't the first movie where they were like, hey, no animals. <laughs> Well, no, that didn't. Uh, that thing didn't. That didn't happen until after Milo and Otis, as far as I know. 
Oh, really? I feel like Milo. What's that? That's in the 90s. Yeah, right? early 90s. I feel like they were just, they were literally throwing kittens off waterfalls in that movie. Like, <laughs> they killed so many cats and dogs to make Milo and Otis the adventures they of. They really, did they? Yeah. It's like. Like, it actually killed them? Yeah, like, it was so many cats died making that movie. Because <laughs> they would just be like, oh, put the cats in a picnic basket and we'll send it over the waterfall, see what happens. And be like, oh, Pug's dead, hit a rock. <laughs> Oops. And eventually people are like, you can't. Kids will eat it up. You should stop. You should stop. Kids love it. They're noticing now that the dogs are not the same. (laughs) Um, Hey, rip rip to a real real cat. The scene, uh, John Cazale's got his little stupid gun and he's pointing it around and De Niro shoves it right in his forehead. Real bullet in that shit. Uh, But he's like, oh, you think it's loaded? It's not loaded. Oh, no, De Niro and... uh, Cazale, uh, when they filmed that, they insisted they put a live round in there. They always checked it to make sure it was... I mean, these guys are fucking psychotic. Like, Dude, that is psychotic. They made sure. They checked every time to make sure that it wasn't in there. But So you're saying if John Cazale hadn't had cancer, there's a chance that he might have died from Russian roulette? No, I don't movie? think there was a chance that he would have died. I think that... I think people were on set to be like, sure, we'll put a real bullet in. Uh, but then they double checked it to make sure they just wanted it to be as intense as possible. These guys are fucking. But like, even with the blank, dude, isn't that what killed Brandon Lee? Didn't he die from a blank? Yeah, I I don't know the I don't know the the details on that. I think that the idea is that there were supposed to be blanks on the gun, but there weren't. Was that the crow or the crow two? Uh, he's the crow. I don't know. I don't know. But wasn't the movie that he died on the crow? I don't know. I don't know that answer. I don't know. You ever see it? No. Too spooky when I was a kid. I'm going to watch it. That was one of those movies that like, I was like, oh, teenagers like this. No way. Too scary. <laughs> He's got white face. He looks spooky. I want to rent it, but it's over in the teen section of Blockbuster. Yeah, I, can't. I ain't going over there. My dad keeps saying I can't go over in the teen section anymore. <laughs> Fucking stupid dad. Uh, yeah, De Niro pulls the gun away from him. Yeah. Throws it in the pond. Yep. And then we're back to Vietnam because he's realized, I hate these guys. I need to go find my only friend. And uh, find him, he does. Um, we get the news footage of like the, the helicopter getting pushed off the ledge. We get all the people storming the gates of the embassy or wherever the hell they are. And he goes, he tracks down that French guy somehow. And then, Well, he goes back. To, it's the same place. It's the same place, yeah. But he gets the French guys his, like way in. The guy's like, it is too dangerous. I'll show you a little money. No, it's too dangerous. I'll show you a little more money. Okay, but we must go by the river. Yeah. So they go and uh, that was a spot on French man accent. Was totally solid. That's why I didn't comment on it. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not here to give out compliments. That's not entertaining. <laughs> Only if it's Only bad. if it's bad, baby. Uh, they go in, uh, and uh, they, you know, the fucking the Russian roulette stuff is just so. Dude, I ugh, freaks me out. I don't like it. It's it's crazy. The scene is so good though. Nah, uh, he gets that scene. He he. Oh, Christopher Walken comes in. He's like, it's like it's like fucking WrestleMania. They're like introducing the fucking fighters. Yeah. He's coming in, but De Niro stops him. They have the fucking confrontation. He had, Walken has no. He's on fucking planet Mars. He's on Neptune. He has no yeah. idea who this guy is. Yeah, he's all on fucked up on heroin. Yeah, he's out of it. 
Um, his eyes are all fucking red and fucking crazy looking. Yeah, he grabs his arm. He's got track marks he, all up the arm. Like and cra- like it's like it's Mike. Yeah, it's Mike. Yeah, Mike. Mike who? I don't Fuck, know. I don't know who you are. Uh, they sit down to play Russian roulette together. Uh, Walken takes a shot. Nothing. De Niro takes a shot. Nothing. Walken takes a shot. Fucking dead. Uh, De Niro catches him. It's uh, oh, fucking wild. It's Christopher Walken is so good in this movie. This is easily yeah, he's fantastic. Easily his best he's performance. Fantastic. I don't think he's done anything to this level ever again. I mean, I'm gonna have to find out because I, 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 you know, I've seen. I I don't even know if I've seen a lot of his movies. I've seen movies, you know. I'd have to go through and look. Yeah, but this is definitely. I mean, he deserved the Oscar. Oh, for sure. Um. Then we get the uh, we get the, the you know we go home. They're carrying the I think the next shot is them uh, the four uh, the four guys that are left yeah, carrying, carrying the, the casket, casket down, and then then Stevie's he Stevie's there and like that. Jock is out. Long cancer, dude. You carrying a casket? Dude? Yeah, I mean that casket might be empty. Probably, I would I hope. Don't give a shit, man. Okay. Though, if they're doing, you know, John Cazale's insisting they have a live round in the... Yeah, right. They probably had Christopher Walken <laughs> was like, probably in the casket. Put an actual... Put a live bullet in the gun, but this fucking casket has heavy. to be made out of the thinnest paper. Um, Just like a Bill McMorrow skull. <laughs> um, the, Man, you are the king of the callbacks. Ring, 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 ring. Who's that? Oh, it's like... a joke from 15 minutes ago. I came back one more time to give you a little enjoyment. <laughs> Uh, they help Stevie down in the wheelchair down the steps. He's back. He seems more well-adjusted in this final scene. That's a little hopeful. He's there with his wife. I don't know if they've reconciled. Yeah, I bet he's still thinking, like, man, I could have used that 50 grand I had in the draw. Yeah, that would have been. That was a mistake. Uh, that all just Uncle Sam seized it. Uh, and then they go to the bar uh, where they're all, you know, John, the bartender, he has a breakdown in the back room while he's getting the drinks for everybody. Nah, he's making breakfast. He's making eggs. Oh, is that what he's doing? But he's crying. He yeah. he has the fucking... Yeah. It hits him that, you know, Nikki's dead. But he's like, he's doing that thing that, you know, trying to keep himself busy, like getting coffee for everybody. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I gotta get toast. It's just, oh, let me make the eggs, you know, just trying to do anything to not those... stop and think about it. And then when he's alone in the kitchen, stopping to fucking do the shit, he just breaks down. Those three it's guys, great. those three guys, you know, De Niro... And walk in are the stars. You know, they're doing the heavy lifting. You know, Stevie's good. You know, he's a good actor, John Savage. Uh, I looked up his filmography. Not a, not a ton of stuff that I have seen. Um, he does some stints on some TV shows. Um, and he's good. But, you know, if, if Axel and John, the bartender, and Kazale uh, aren't as strong as they are, you know, then De Niro and those guys stand out like a sore thumb. Like, it's just not balanced. Yeah. But you got these three guys. You know that great scene, uh, the fucking bowling alley? Yeah. Um, all that stuff, like, it just highlights, like, the difference between, you know, De Niro before he goes to Vietnam and the, he comes back and it's like he's got no, all this shit that used to amuse him, you know, all this bullshit they filled their lives with, yeah. it's all gone. And that's, I think, uh like the callback to that green beret that came in and they bought him the drink and he's just like, fuck it. Yeah, dude. Just fuck it. And then at the, and then De Niro's just like, fuck it. He's like, 
and he's walking around. He's in the full dress. It's it, you know, it's it's a real fucking know. human movie, dude. And like the one day, like it does end with the the song. Yeah, they come out. So John just, comes out with the breakfast or where the drinks or whatever. And he, but he's like humming. He's humming it, "God Bless then, America," and then they all start to sing "God Bless America" as they go to fade to black. Which I mean, taken in the context of they just buried their friend who died in Vietnam. Yeah, I get it. You know? I yeah I think I think there's some discussion amongst film historians whether that is an ironic God bless America God bless uh, I, it, it, or if it's uh, if it's a, if it's sincere it I think you could take it either way I think that you definitely could it leaves it up uh, to interpretation but I don't think you know the first time I saw it I was sort of like eh but I I think it fits. I definitely think it fits. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the one. It's the one thing that I'm just kind of, you know, that and the love triangle with Meryl Streep. I'm not super high on either. Just either. I. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's a good part of the movie, though. I think it's. It's. I just. You know what? I think here's my. Here's the thing. Just put her with De Niro. Why do we have to have this infidelity thing? Because it's not. It. It doesn't really. It's not infidelity. Though. I, right. It so nothing happens. But if nothing's gonna happen, if you're not gonna go down that road of like that struggle or whatever, then you gotta you gotta make the the walking street connection stronger. Like you have to you have to really spend some time with how much Christopher Walken loves Meryl Streep and how much she loves him, as opposed to what it is now, where it's just kind of seems like oh, it's just two townies. What do you do? You I don't know. You fuck another townie and then you get married. Yeah, but that's the thing. It did. Christopher Walken really love her that much? Or I don't know. Just a thing where it's just that's what you do. You're a townie, and you're but that's what I mean. Like I just give that a little bit more time. But I think it kind of plays off with the, the close relationship between De Niro and Walken. Yeah, I mean that's that the she more sees, interesting. She sees them almost as the same person to a degree. Sure. You know? Okay, I like that. And that is probably the smartest thing I've ever said on. This no, podcast. no. I mean, I mean that's. I mean. Yeah, so that's that's the only thing. It's just like it's the relationship between De Niro and Walken that is like the the core of the movie, and then you have this this. I think she's looking just for somebody that doesn't hit her like her father does. Right. You know. Yeah, I think I just think so. there's a lot going on, and I think that you know because of the nature of the movie, it, it's that's the thing that gets the short shift. But yeah. uh, it's just a fucking. It's a good. It's good. It's just so good. Hell of a film. Hell of a film. Billy, that brings... I hope you're not going to ask me because I don't know. Oopsie, sorry. Whatever the fuck we want. I opened the spreadsheet, folks, and uh, I logged off the call. But we're back. Uh, And next week, Billy, we're talking about a movie. Oh, boy. I'm excited about this one. It's a, uh, a a noir. Oh, can I guess? Based what it on is? a true story, true crime, baby. It's, it's a real Miss one. Daisy. <laughs> uh, nope, not yet. Uh, Ironically enough, Bill, that's on the spreadsheet. The cook, the wife, his thief, and her lover. That very specific. Are you on Peacock right now? Because that's <laughs> no, but I think it was on Peacock. I think that's. Uh, no, we're talking. Hey, can I to- give you a little gripe just for one second? I go flip it through the Peacock, looking at all yeah. the movies, and then when you click on a movie and then you go back, you, right at the beginning, you know that doesn't leave you off where you were. Oh, I hate that. It shit. is the fucking one of the worst interfaces I've ever seen. Got a lot of good movies, but just a horrible interface. Uh, I still can't get it on my television, so. 
I, I'm paying for yeah, absolutely I got it on, nothing. Oh, no. I watch a lot of fucking Peacock, so you get oh, your money's worth. Thank God. <laughs> Somebody is. You cannot. Oh, you can't. It's not on the Fire Stick. Yeah. Can Amazon. Can you stream it, though? Can you do it? Oh, maybe I can do not. it on my phone. I could do yeah. it on my computer, but I can't do it on my TV, which is where I typically watch. watch TV. Uh, no, we're watching a movie from the 70s starring Tony oh, Curtis from the Future. That's from Hot the 80s. Three. That's from the almost the 90s. <laughs> no, we're watching the Boston Strangler. Oh, my goodness. That's a little too scary for my taste. No, it's thanks. a uh, true crime story based on uh, the Boston Strangler. The Who's that? In- uh, Tony Curtis, right? You say Tony that? Curtis. Uh, I think it's still Anthony technically Perkins, in it. I believe, is in it. He might be. But Tony Curtis uh, plays the uh, titular, titular Strangler. Strangler? I've never seen this uh, film. I'm excited. I never have. I've I've uh, I've listened to some podcasts about the Boston Strangler before. It's a fascinating. My favorite uh, murder is that what it was? No, I think it was. Never uh, catch this fella. Is that what I'm thinking? Albert DeSalvo? Is that what the guy's name was? I believe I believe it's uh, he is unofficially known as the Boston Strangler. I don't yeah. know that they ever proved it in a court of law. All right. But uh, well, we got some other to the court of law. Uh, another no, announcement. I take that back. Another announcement. Announcement. Right. Announcement. Guys, uh, I am very sad to report that next week the Boston Strangler starts our final. It's our final, our final ten, ten New England films. And that's it. We're breaking up. The podcast is over. Mm-mm. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. I was led no. to believe this was going differently, but no, right. no, no. Uh, we we've we spent a lot of time finagling the numbers to make all this work out. But today's Deer Hunter that is episode eighty nine. Tomorrow's episode ninety. Next week we don't week. count bonus episodes, so we the don't numbers count them. are skewed. But uh, episode one hundred is ten weeks away. We're gonna revisit the friends of Eddie Coyle. But up leading up to that, we have uh, decided that we are abandoning the format. We are shifting our focus. After episode 100, we are going to go all the way back in the way, 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 way back machine. Episode 101 will be a, ni- a film from 1927 called Wings. And oh, what's man, significant about that? I did. Is that a talkie? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's not a talkie? What are we no, doing? And it's almost two and a half hours long. Oh, we have decided. <laughs> earlier this year, Bill said. Uh, I think I'm going to watch every Best Picture winner. That's what I said. This year. And I said. I say a lot of things. You put a hot reaction on that. I said, John I said does Bill, not do that. We're, we're scraping the barrel at the bottom at this point on New England films. Uh, we got uh, so many of them that we just don't want to watch. So many of them that, uh, you know, we just don't want to do these anymore. <laughs> Now, we want to we want to start watching good movies. Yeah, well, we just watched five really good movies. John Cazale, Cazalentine's wrecked us in terms of no, it made us better people. It did. It we made me want to watch good movies. Now we watched six good movies, five good movies, five great movies, and and another movie. Mario Puzo's Coda: Colon <laughs> The Death of Michael Corleone. <laughs> so, starting with episode one hundred and one in ten weeks. We are going to go week by week. We are going to watch, in order, all the best picture winners as determined by the Academy of Arts and Motion Picture Sciences. So, Does that get us into the Academy? Possibly. Hopefully. Hopefully it gets us a goddamn ticket to the goddamn big show. 
Oh, virtual probably at this point. But yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Would you attend the Academy Awards if it was Zoom based? I don't think so. Uh a Zoom based seat filler. Right. But so we're the podcast is not ending. Um, no. And to be fair, we're still gonna we're still gonna scatter in. Uh, yeah, New we're bonus we're still doing Boo England. We're we'll still, still gonna do Boo England. People are talking about it. We got Boo England 3D coming up this year. If there's still a power grid. That wouldn't mean bad. You know what? Hey, we'll, there's a good we'll chance talk about that. It's not going to be a power grid at that point. But Mm-mm. No, no, no. But uh, we're going to start doing that in 10 weeks. Uh, but uh, we're going to start watching all the Best Picture winners. But for the next 10 weeks, we, uh, Bill and I, we decided we went, we picked five each. And some of them are going to remain a surprise. But my first pick is next week, and it's called The Boston Strangler. And you're going to love it. We're going to love it. Obviously, unless you were directly affected by these murders if you lost any family members any close friends relatives uh employees employers employees probably worse if you're an employer you probably don't associate with the type of people that would strangle a person you're more of a probably more of a power tool type of guy (laughs) maybe you get maybe you own guns i don't know i can't tell you what you have in your arsenal I'll tell you what I got in mind, though. I got three <laughs> knives. I got a screwdriver. I got one very large hammer. I got one small hammer, and I got a power drill with two batteries. One of the batteries is fully charged. One of the batteries is half dead. I have no charger. So if anybody has a charger, hit us up at balconyboyshow at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe, kiss your mother. Kiss my mother if you see her. No, you guys know she's dead. I gotta go. I just made myself sad.